0: This is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with the newly listed Panther Metals. It trades under the code PNT or Papa November Tango. It last traded at 19 cents for a fully diluted market cap of about 12 million. Panther raised $5 million in the IPO and is focused on nickel, cobalt and gold in the prolific Laverton region of WA and gold in the Pine Creek region of the Northern Territory. It has hit the ground running too, having just announced the start to a drilling campaign at its flagship Coglia nickel-cobalt project some 70 kilometers southeast of Laboursland. And that's in support of uh, outlining a maiden laterite resource, as well as probing for deeper nickel-sulfide mineralisation potential. Its uh, modest market cap suggests there's lots of leverage to exploration success, either at Coglia or the company's other projects. On that score, the plan is to move the rig to the 8-foot well gold project, part of the broader red flag nickel gold project area some 20 kilometres west of Laverton. 8-foot is where previous high-grade hits included 2 metres at 9.2 grams a ton. And just a reminder, it's a good time to be exploring for nickel. The current price for the stainless steel and key battery metal is 43% higher than its average for calendar 2020. Cobalt on the same basis is is up 106%. And let's not forget gold, with the Aussie gold price of $2,800, uh, company, right? around $2,500, remaining at historically high levels, with rising inflation set to see the yellow metal shine in 2022. We have Panthers MD and CEO Daniel Tuffin with us today to give us a rundown on the company and its future plans. G'day, Daniel. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for having me. A new company, obviously. So give us a bit of a background on the company and your professional career today.
1: Yeah, so the genesis of Panther Metals is quite an interesting story. Um, Initially, there's a parent company of ours called Panther PLC. It's a main board listed in the UK. It had some assets in Australia under the Panther Metals sub in country. And it wanted to do something with those assets. It wanted to sort of add some more meat to the bones. Their current, or sorry, they're they're now non-current executive chairman, um, Dr. Karim Senna, uh, was over in Australia, actually got stuck over here due to COVID. And he he came and saw me and said, look, we had a coffee, actually. And he said, um look, we've got some projects in Australia um, have you got anything else here we can we can sort of put together and, and really add some value to this and, and maybe look at a spin out um, so I'd, I'd been um, in Leonora um, with my um, private mining um, setup and also with Mount um, Malcolm actually with um, with Trevor Dixon at that stage and I, I'd been looking at um, I've been looking further east at Labourton and and um, picked up some ground. I noticed there was some pretty good opportunity there. So we ended up putting that into Panther Metals uh, Limited in Australia. And then um, we did a bit of uh, pre-IPO exploration, just to sort of proof of concept stuff. Uh, During that time, we developed up, well, we, we, we found the Coglia Nickel Cobalt project just by putting together a couple of drill hole databases and doing some basic due diligence. And then we also, we did some soils and some um, mag work at one of the leases uh, that was vended in. And we just discovered um, the potential 40-mile camp gold anomaly. That was all pre-IPO. <laughs> and uh, Panther
0: PLC, they
1: continue on as a, I think it's
0: what, a 36% shareholder?
1: Yeah, that's right. I think it's about 36.5% uh, as it stands right now. They've got some projects in Canada that they want to focus on. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's more VMS stuff. So this portfolio didn't really suit... And um, Kerem was looking at staying in Australia uh, at that stage, COVID, who knew how long we were going to get stuck here. So, um, and he has family here uh, and ties here. So um, it just made sense to to really allow a local um, in-country team to develop up the resources uh, rather than someone out of England.
0: Well, so you obviously know your way around the northeastern goldfields. Um, let's start out with having a closer look at the Coglia nickel project. Um, Now, I mentioned the laterite and possibly uh, the sulphide potential. It's roughly uh, 70 kilometres east of Murran-Murran, which is Glencore's uh, 36,000 tonne-year nickel producer, also 3,000 tonnes of uh, cobalt. So what have you got at uh, Coglia, and uh, what's the plan from here on?
1: Yeah, so Coglia is an interesting story. Um, We started having a look at that area with the thought that – because there's an ultramafic sequence – um, that's running through the project. And that's sort of what, what caught our eye initially. Um, uh, that, that sequence was actually targeted uh, in Whitecliffe's drilling in 2018, where they were hitting um, 2.8... Well, actually, one of the, one of the holes intersected um, 12 metres at 2.18% nickel, um, had some copper, had platinum, palladium, chrome, cobalt, zinc, you name it in there. So some of those anomalous zones of platinum, palladium, um, really are considered um, significant to us as they're in fresh ultra So we started looking at that to begin with, and then we put together the draw hole data from the Heron, who who've been in the region in the early noughties. Um, putting that together, we ended up with a 50 to 30 to 50 million ton um, nickel cobalt chalk exploration target at about 0.7% nickel and an average of 500 um, ppm cobalt. So we've got a really large and long targets, about seven kilometres of, of strike, to explore and develop up. Um, and, and so we're looking now, our first cab off the rank, as you said, today is we've got a drill rig out there right now, drilling Priority One holes to do some infill drilling of the northern end of that particular deposit with a With a view to converting that dry exploration target into a maiden mineral resource estimate and, and it's it's good that you mentioned that, um, that we're seventy k's to that southeast of of Murren. some of those holes that we were getting there um, or some of the historical holes I should mention that, that are coming out of that nickel laterite above the ultramafics, is something like six meters at one point five percent nickel uh, twenty one hundred ppm cobalt uh, there's another one at um where was that uh had um about 2.5% nickel and about 800 ppm copalt. So so those sort of intercepts at 1.5%, 2.5%. Um, if you look at the 2018 reserve data from the Murren plant, just the reserve, they're running at about 1% nickel. So commercially, uh, nothing's ever homogenous, but it is a laterite. right? Um, commercially, if we were to sort of achieve these grades across that northern section, which is about 3 kilometres, we would be very viable as a target for, for mining for um, providing ore and to the um, That's Glencore a Mill.
0: Sweeter grade uh,
1: material. Okay. That's right. And for those guys, um, they're currently developing up Irwin Hills, which is about another, I think about another 15, 20 Ks to the southeast. And the road that they're going to be accessing that particular um, project on runs right through Coglia. So they'll know uh, where we are and what we're doing. And um, we might even have better grades and be closer to the mill.
0: Uh, Just for some investors, um, jork exploration targets, you just can't make them up. They have to uh, be soundly based, and that is obviously the case with Coglio based on that previous work.
1: That's correct, yeah. um, So we had an independent mob, uh, GeoMin, do the work. Really, the only thing really stopping us from potentially even creating an inferred resource on this deposit was there was just some questions about the the QAQC with some of the drill hole, not all, but some of the drill hole collars' heights. Um, so we just wanted to go out there and do some confirmatory drilling, and the infield drilling will help us convert some of what would have been potentially inferred resources to perhaps indicated so we 're looking at sections where we 'll have sections around prior decent holes um that, that are giving us good grade in that northern section that that may well be indicated so yeah you 're right you can 't just make that up; it has to be uh signed off on uh, and now we move forward with the drilling to to move to the next phase
0: uh Push things too hard but uh, when do you envisage perhaps being able to report a maiden joke resource
1: well uh, yeah it's a great question like like all um companies at the moment we're at the mercy of assaying labs i guess uh it's taking a while to get assays through so we've just started drilling today we envisage we'll probably drill right up to christmas and then have a couple of weeks off and then get back to the grindstone That'll probably last until the end of January. That drilling campaign, so we'll start assaying. Or we'll start the assaying process during that period. I, I think somewhere, probably end of Q1, we'll be able to release a mineral resource estimate. It shouldn't be too complex. We've already got the the envelope there for the exploration target, um, and really, it's just a matter of uh, tuning up that um, interp.
0: Potentially possible, uh, possibly um, straight up. You could have a, a nickel cobalt resource that, uh, amongst the junior peers on the ASX, would be uh, one of the biggest. That's the plan. Yep. <laughs> That's-
1: so that's that's one of the reasons you were sort of asking about the genesis of the company before. I I haven't jumped on too many boards prior to now not publicly listed company boards anyway. Uh, I did so with uh, M2M because I've got some interest in that region with with Trevor. Uh, this one I was asked to to come on as MD and CEO and once I started looking at all the data what was there, what the targets were, I couldn't resist. It, it's it's some of these targets. I mean this is a brilliant Nickel cobalt target, but if gold was all the rage, we'd be further developing up um, Burtville East and uh, eight foot well first rather than this. So we've got we've got a wealth of targets there. So let's uh,
0: shift across to uh, the Red Flag Nickel project area, about 20 k's west of Laverton. Apparently the Northern Leases perspective for nickel sulphide mineralisation, and of course it is in the same part of the world as the historic Windara South operation, which uh, produced about. 42,000 tonnes of nickel over the time. So what have you got at Red Flag?
1: So yeah, Red Flag. So we started off with um, the Southern lease, which is currently granted, and, and had a bit of a look around. Um, it was a bit of an outlier to us originally because we didn't really want to go that far. We were looking at the Merolia and focusing on that area. But once we had a bit of a look around, we, we we noticed there was some vacant ground to peg to the north, which is on, as you say, that same trend, the Poseidon and nickel trend. Um, Looking closely at the lease that's granted first in the southern area we we picked up an um, eight foot well, which is a historical uh, well it's been drilled out before there's it's, it, 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 very little regolith uh, there's been some good grades and and there's very little understood about it so we started looking around there and then and then we noticed just to the southeast uh, is a is the Mount goose prospect now that's on the same ultramafix that sort of control the um, the nickel in that particular area, a different a different structure, but on the same sort of ultramafics. And 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 that ended up we've, we've picked up a, a 1.25% nickel grab sample there, and there's been no drilling. So our next focus for that um, red flag area is to to move into Mount uh, move into sorry red flag, and and <clears throat> drill that out. We're looking at converting that into a, another MRE, albeit a modest um, gold MRE, but one none nonetheless. So we've, we've, that's our next plan. We're doing about 3,000 meters out there, following up from Coglia. And at Mount Goose, we're looking at um, implementing an auger program to really sort of focus in on those grab samples. And I mean, we can see the we can see the the, the mag structure um, already, so we know what what what's there. We just want to sort of focus in in that drilling. And then once we can, we'll drill. Um, in the north, we've got two quite large exploration leases that are pending um, at the moment, but they won't be far away from being granted. Uh, once they are, we have the Salamis Prospect just to the southeast of Woodline Well. Uh, Woodline Well is currently in the Poseidon uh, stables. Um, in 2011, there was a NOI put in for Woodline Well, which in WA is now uh, a project management plan a mining mining proposal and as part of that they they were obviously then looking to to mine that with the submission of the NOI now that's on a different trend that's on sorry that's on the Poseidon trend Um, again it's a nickel um, sulfide trend and some of the intercepts very close to surface uh, on that ultramafic uh, trend, were things like 31 metres. This is inside Woodline Well, I might add that we, we don't have this ground, but it's 31 metres at 1.32% nickel, 14 metres at 2, 24 metres at 1.15, 8 metres at 2.2 inside that. So that's, that's ultramafic, that's nickel sulfides, and we've got a large swathe of ground either side of that Woodline Well prospect all along those ultramafic trends that. Just simply have not been explored. Um, So as soon as we can get in there, we're quite excited about that, and we'll start doing some serious drilling up in the Red Flag area.
0: All right. So let's have a look at Morolia, which you've just mentioned, and Macarto, about 35 k's to the southeast of uh, Laverton
1: What have you got there? Yeah. So as I said, Morolia for us was, you know, a first target uh, when we were putting this package together. It's it was sort of for us seen as a bit of an achievement to be able to get to uh, all those leases together in such a a contiguous package along a known strike Um, that, that Commonwealth trend, that Commonwealth gold trend stretches from uh, Burtville in the very Northwest all the way down to Coglia. Um, And that's part of that ultra mafic that sort of hits the Coglia complex and then you know, wraps around an intrusion there. And we're still trying to find out what's going on today as we speak. Um, but we sort of zoned in on that. And we, we've got several good projects and prospects to walk up to in that Morolia area. Uh, the first being Burtville East, um, historical hits there, five metres at 23, including one at 110 gram a tonne. Um, that Burtville East is, is a, a little historic mining area at small time mining stuff. Uh, what they've done out there is quite interesting. They, they have done some drilling in the past, but they only ever looked at sampling the quartz, the quartz contact. They left uh, they left the other bits alone. They left the the what, what we're calling the mineralized altered zone alone. It looks like some sort of basalt out there. In doing so, they've left a whole lot of material in stockpiles on the surface. Now I I assume they did so because they could only crush the quartz to extract the gold. Um, but that material's got gold in it, it's bearing gold, and, and some of the grab samples from those stockpiles um, showing grades up to 38.5 grams a tonne historically. So what we plan to do is go back in there and put a couple of diamond holes into the structure to really understand what that mineralized altered zone is and what it represents and how much was left behind, even just in that small shaft area. I mean, it's, it's quite shallow. So we're looking to extend the strike and really understand the structure there at Burtville East. And then we, we move along to ironstone gold. Now this is a completely different setup altogether, uh, different structure, but again it's it's on the on the basalt with some faulting and control just off the ultramafics, um, and some of those hits there four meters at 46.2 uh, grams per ton. That's that's inside nine meters at 22.7. So if we release some of these these hits today, if we could get some of these hits, we'd, even with gold fatigue, perceived gold fatigue in the market, we, we'd get some really good. Um, Really good um, outputs from those, and I, I think from me as well. The last but not least bit that's really exciting. I mean, we've got Ironstone Gold, we've got Bertville Lease, we've got Commonwealth Gold, um, we've got nuggets all through that area as well, um, and we will be looking for some of those um, more prolific nugget areas. Uh, Forty Mile Camp for us. Now this was the big one, so it's on a really really big lease that was held by one of the vendors that we that we brought in, um, and previously there'd been almost like 70% of the lease inside the centre hadn't been explored. We're we're talking hadn't even had grab samples or been mapped. And and that's because just to the north there where Burtville and Ironstone Gold are, you know, Ironstone Gold, it's called Ironstone for a reason, big Ironstone Hill, they're all outcropping. As you come further to the southeast, it dips below about 15 metres of regolith. So there was nothing there to really give any indications that there was any any sort of um, structures to, to target. So we went and and on a hunch we went look we we know where there's some gold here we know there's some gold here we know there's nickel here let's just let's just go out and do a decent mag program over the over the area and do an auger program we did about six hundred eight hundred and sixty sorry uh, auger holes like it just did a full on um, uh, cross section of the whole lease just gridded the whole lease and and what came back was a couple of a couple of new target areas. Um, one to the northeast of the of the lease and one to the northwest. But glaringly, um, what came out of it was 40 mile camp. Um, at, that's two and a half K by five K uh, radius at the moment. And it was a really, really big gold anomaly that when you overlay the new air mag that we did, the detailed air mag with the auger, uh, it, it, it really did stick out like the proverbial. And, and, and you can see from that, if we, if, if we could get some high grade sort of hits out of that, that, that would obviously be fantastic. But we're really excited because you can see from the structure, it sort of jogs around almost like an eye. Um, and and to us, something's happening there. Uh, our geologist and our, our chairman who's got a doctorate in geology is very excited about it. Uh, it could be anything. Um, and that, that, that really is our blue sky. So we've got to go out there. Um, probably when it cools down a bit, we've really got a map that area, um, and then look at throwing some drill holes into it. Not a
0: great part of the world to be in too, uh, obviously. 40-mile uh, camp could obviously be anything, but I'm just thinking some of those other gold projects, there's plenty of hungry mills in that area, isn't there?
1: Yeah, that's right. It, it, that's, a, that's a good point you make, Barry, because w- we, we initially looked at this area. It ticks a lot of my boxes uh, when I'm looking around to develop up projects. So I want I want uh, access, if possible, uh, historical intercepts, uh, pre-digital intercepts pre-digital data is fantastic uh, because it's it's something that you can just compile and put together using just simple modern techniques get a database going and really start honing in throw some mag over the top of it just basic stuff uh, the other thing that it ticks is infrastructure and um, Clients, commercial clients. So, as you say, there's five hungry mills in the area. We're obviously got a lot of ground there that we can develop up for that gold. We'll have a lot of clients competing for it.
0: Okay, and just uh, briefly, uh, the Northern Territory, that's uh, early stage uh, Greenacre stuff. Although I see uh, some of the ground is uh, near Tom's Gully and Russell's Roost, both and then gold deposits. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Northern Territory. So, how the Northern Territory came in was that was, that was actually part of the original Panther package that they had um, under the PLC. So, our chairman did his doctorate on the Pine Creek origin, um, and that's that's why he was looking around the area. Uh, so, what he's picked up is some some really good ground, um, particularly to Anna It it sort of it it it's almost like a little bit of a cyclone that comes off that. Mount Bundy intersect, uh, sorry intrusion. Uh, it sort of flicks off to the northeast and then flicks off to the southwest. And some of this ground at um, Anna particularly around the Donkey Hill project uh, prospect, there's a there's a big structural target zone there with double plunging anticlines and all sorts of wonderful geological structures um, that runs about eight and a half k strike by four k width. That's only had grab samples. Um, and right to the very south, the Donkey Hill gold prospect on that same structure had assays of 33 grams, 39, 61, and uh, someone dug a costain there, and we're getting um, cross sections of five meters at 6.6 and five meters at three and a half. So for us, we do, we do, we do see some some great opportunity in the Northern Territory. We are unfortunately. Um, Uh, curtailed by the weather. Um, We only have a a limited season in the Northern Territory. So once we sort of get to around April, May, we plan to have our guys in in, uh, the state go out and do some mapping for us and plan some drilling so there we go folks yeah new company
0: on the asx a modest market cap 12 million dollars and some very interesting projects in the uh, the prolific laverton region and uh, we'll be watching with interest as those first drill results come uh, in from coglia and then uh, down to some of the high grade gold prospects so daniel thanks for your time today good luck with it all we'll be watching with interest thanks barry thank you very much cheers